0: We want to serve this particular community. The mental illness uh, situation is really throughout the country, but particularly problematic in our neighborhood. We're going to be having a separate emergency room for psychiatric patients or for behavioral health issues, and and one for uh, medical issues, and we believe we'll have the only uh, emergency room psychiatric uh, program in the state.
1: I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. You might know St. Alexius Hospital as the site of the only documented exorcism in the United States. Yes, in 1949, it was home to the event that inspired The Exorcist. Or maybe you're more familiar with the South St. Louis Hospital's recent history. That includes lawsuits, a bankruptcy, and an often ugly fight over its assets. Making matters worse, the hospital was bought out of bankruptcy by a hospital chain that then itself filed for bankruptcy, and its CEO landed under FBI investigation. But St. Alexius now has new owners. Again, it also has a new name, South City Hospital. And joining us today with the story is its new CEO, Gregory Brantano. Greg, welcome. Greg? Okay, let's see if Jennifer Massey, who is the hospital's vice president of nursing services, if she is here with us. Uh, Jennifer? Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about your story uh, when it comes to this new South City Hospital, previously St. Alexius. Um, When did you come on board?
2: I came on board um, the end of November and truly just came because it's an amazing opportunity to kind of breathe life into this amazing community with a a facility and a building and staff that have kind of been left out there to figure things out on their own. And we really wanted to come in and that excitement and that energy just drew me in.
1: Hmm. So this was in November. This was before um, the sale had officially closed. But at that point, they were able to start bringing on members of the new team? Yes. Yes. And so was that at all a difficulty to say, hey, I'm,
2: I'm ready to staff up when people are like, wait, do you even own this thing yet? Is, is this going to go through? We did have some conversations around that. Yes, absolutely. Um, we were very confident that the sale was going through and we, our owners are amazing. And the leadership team that we have in place is very excited to move us in the right direction. So we were confident it was happening. Um, <laughs> That's good and the to staff know before just, you take a job. Was, <laughs> sure was. And the staff were so excited, um, you know, to be able to have some trust and see that we were really all here for the right reasons to move this place forward. Hmm. I understand that Gregory Brantano, who's the new
1: CEO. Um, he has now joined us here by phone. Greg, are you there? Yes, I'm here. So Greg, you for you, yes, I, I can hear you just fine. Um, I understand you moved to St. Louis from Orange County for this job. What made you want to take a chance on a hospital in the middle of the Midwest, especially a hospital that, that frankly has had its troubles over the years?
0: Well, I believed in the new ownership group. Uh, the ownership, ownership is headed up by a gentleman by the name Ben Klein. And Ben is um uh, nursing home business in St. Louis for over two decades. Uh, he's a man that has been closely monitoring the um, social justice movement that's been occurring through the United States this past year, and he determined that he wanted to invest in this community to make sure that the people who live in South Saint, uh, St. Louis would have access to high-quality, uh, safe, uh, and effective health care, specifically for emergency room care where minutes matter the most. So that's where we're mm-hmm. investing our money.
1: So it seems like the the move, uh, the industry is really moving away from emergency rooms to urgent cares. What do you see the emergency room being able to do that the urgent cares serving the area don't?
0: Well, we're we're going to be able to treat a higher level of, of uh, illnesses. So we're going to be developing a, a primary heart attack program, a primary stroke program, and eventually we'll do a, a joint replacement program. These are uh, services that are critical; they are life saving. Um, uh, services that we provide that cannot be provided in nursing care—they must be provided in a in a uh, emergency room setting. Hmm. And Jen,
1: I understand you've brought on a number of, of very experienced nurses in order to help get some of these things underway. There's—we keep hearing talk about this nursing shortage. Uh, how were you able to find people willing to come on board?
2: Um, well, a lot of it is you know relationships matter. Um, so we were able to provide a. sign-on bonus to bring people over to um, really get this off the ground and get it moving. We needed nurses. We needed highly skilled and qualified nurses. So we we were rather picky with how we gave out that bonus and how we got them here, but it has been truly transformative to just the spirit here and the patient care that we're able to provide.
1: Hmm. And Greg, are you seeing people coming in saying, "Hey, you've got a new name here," and sort of understanding that that this is a new hospital now?
0: Well, we're we're getting close to doing that. Actually, uh, last Friday we completed the uh, second round of vaccinations for 300 uh, firefighters in the city of St. Louis. And as this uh, word gets out with the firefighters, uh, who are the responsible for bringing people here uh, via 911. Uh, I I believe that there will be more and more people becoming curious, more and more curious about our new hospital and the services that we're able to provide.
1: Hmm. So the firefighters are an important conduit. Bigger picture, you're there in a neighborhood um, that really has its challenges. There's a a lot of low-income people living around there. Uh, What do you see outreach to that surrounding neighborhood look like?
0: Well, we're definitely a hospital that's focused on our community. We want to serve this particular community. So, we're going to be developing uh, com- uh, outreach programs to, to address um, the, the specific needs that we have in here. Um, most importantly, the, the mental illness uh, situation that is really throughout the country, but particularly problematic in our neighborhood. And we, we're going to be having a separate emergency room for psychiatric patients or for behavioral health issues and, and one for med- uh, medical issues. And we believe we'll have the only uh, emergency room psychiatric. Uh, program in the state.
1: Hmm. Well, that seems like that'll fill such an important need. Uh, Jen, we were talking about experienced nurses there. When you get into things like psychiatric care, um, do you need nurses who have specialization in that in order to make that model work?
2: We do. We, need, we are actually actively recruiting for all nursing areas right now. Um, we do have a sign-on bonus, and we would love to speak to anyone that's interested in coming on board and being a part of this Awesome project and moving this hospital forward. Um, we do need behavioral health nurses, um, critical care nurses, cath lab, ED. We are actively hiring amazing people that really want to be a part of something awesome.
1: Hmm. So, Greg, um, I know that you know the sale only officially went through about a month ago, but have things been pretty busy um, in that past month in terms of patients coming in oh. and, and finding your services?
0: Yes, we've been we've been very very busy for the past month, and, uh, and we did uh, of course launch a a vaccination program not just for the firefighters but for other people in, in the community. And we hope this weekend the uh, the COVID uh, task force will distribute will decide to give us another thousand doses so we can be even more uh, important to the community uh, in the in the coming weeks to get. People vaccinated, and the, the the volume is definitely increasing. People are getting excited about the new the new hospital and the things that we're going to bring to this community.
1: Hmm. Are there any particular patients or cases that come to mind? Obviously, without using names, but something where you're like, you know, mm-hmm. what it's it's really good. We were here.
0: <laughs> oh, I have a very good story. We had a gentleman who um, lived in the state of Tennessee, and he had uh, he developed uh, COVID, and he went to the emergency room in a rural hospital in in southern Tennessee. And they could not take care of him. He was a, a very large man, he weighed in excess of 500 pounds. The kind of patient that was really does not have a good out, outlook for uh, surviving COVID. The hospital there called. Uh, they said they called almost 100 hospitals all around Georgia, Mississippi, Kentucky. No one would take this patient because no one had any beds. Hmm. They finally contacted. They finally contacted us, and we said, absolutely, we'll take this patient. Um, we had just installed uh, a patient lift in the ceiling that is capable of lifting up to 600 pounds, so it helped our nurses take care of this patient. We were able to lift him, turn him. We actually do what's called proning now, so we had to turn him over on his on his stomach to, to, to take care of him. And seven days later, this gentleman walked out perfectly healthy. Wow. He was given a death sentence in his hospital in Tennessee. And we took care of them, and and I think that's a testament to the care that we can give here.
1: Yeah, Jen, that's got to make you feel good and make everybody uh, working on cases like that feel good.
2: Absolutely. It was such a win for the staff and for the hospital, and it kind of gave them that sense of pride and that that get-up-and-go that they are capable of all the things, and we can take care of these patients, and we can provide very personalized patient care for the needs of that particular patient on that particular day, and we are ready.
1: <laughs> well, Greg, it sounds like things are off to a great start. What do you see as the biggest challenge in the immediate future uh, looking ahead?
0: Well, as you mentioned, um, it's going to be a challenge. To, to, I see two, two things that we need to focus on. I need to recruit more doctors, and I'm actively recruiting uh, orthopedic surgeons and neurologists right now. Um, and secondly, that we need to get through this, this COVID. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're looking to do our part by getting the community vaccinated, and we're, of course, capable, quite capable of treating all of the COVID patients. And next week, we have a new physician starting, Dr. Hindia, who will be heading up our critical care department. And that's really exciting, because he's an amazing physician, and he's going to bring some skills to this community that that is badly needed.
1: Well, uh, Greg Brentano, CEO of South City Hospital, I wish you um, all the best of luck as you as you get this underway, and um, we're all rooting for you. So, thank you for joining
0: us today. I, I do appreciate the time, and good luck to you as well.
1: And Jen Massey, Vice President of Nursing Services at South City Hospital, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you so much St. for St. Louis having us on today. the air
1: on St. Louis Public Radio, ninety point seven KWMU.
2: find yourself regularly listening to episodes of st louis on the air suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations and leave us a review and rating on apple Podcasts on the app store it's the simplest way to help people discover our show thank you